You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and this is episode 249, I believe, something like that. Um, as always, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're on iTunes, leave a review. That really helps. Uh, five stars I like, four stars I like, two, three stars, eh. But, you know, be honest with it, whatever. Uh, all of any feedback helps. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, check out the archives. I talked to a lot of funny people. I just had uh, Doc Farrow on from uh, Young Sheldon. Was in town for a couple of weeks. Uh, David Santefanti. Uh, I mean, who else? That Jen. Uh, what, what's her name? Janessa Carlin, uh, C.J. Landry. A, a lot of local comedians. Uh, go back and check that out. It really helps. And also, make sure you follow Hip Hop Bingo on Instagram. We got our next one planned for uh, Sunday, May twenty second at Native. Uh, we haven't the edition yet so follow that and then you'll find out what's up uh yeah so without further ado let me introduce my guest for today this is a full house and i don't think i've had that many people on the podcast in a long time uh but we're here at stateside uh downtown austin right before uh my christmas a lot of people's christmas moon tower and to talk about that i got scott butler in the building returning champ say what's up Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I got Brett. Ver, I can't say it. Vervoort. 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 Got that. You know what? I can empathize because my name, last name is a bitch to pronounce too. I'm sure you've heard all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Comedian, very funny. And Lisa Brass, Chief Programming Officer of the Muntara Festival Comedy and co founder, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Into the mic, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> oh, there she is. There's Lisa. So. Uh, we tip in this, we're like, what, a week? Is it a week of, uh, away from the beginning? Yep, exactly. How, how, first of all, how are you guys feeling? I want to ask that first. Uh, honestly? Is no, no, just bullshit or? us. Go, okay, uh, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead and bullshit us about how you feel about this upcoming festival. At this moment, I feel really good. Okay. Ask me at two in the morning Uh huh. when it's just, you know, ricocheting thoughts all over your head. Right. That, that's when it's terrifying. Absolutely. Emotions change. Yes. This every day? Yeah. Non-stop? 100%. Are there still like more announcements to make at this point? Or it's just like it could happen anytime kit type of deal? We hope no more announcements. <laughs> <laughs> I hope personally. Uh, but who knows what could happen? I, like I have no idea what it takes to put on like this kind of festival. And, and I've been going for, this is year what, 10? This uh, is our 10th year. So, yes. Yeah, so nine years for me, I've been coming to this. And it's always been, I've talked about this on the podcast many times before. I've had the best time. I have tons of stories that I've told over the over the years. Uh, hanging out with comics, sharing a bowl of jambalaya with Mark Marin, you know, taking Christina Hutchinson and uh, Corinne Fisher to the strip club. <laughs> yes, yes, that's happened. I didn't know. I didn't even know who they were. They were in my car, and we drove. I drove them, and they're like, "Yeah, I have a podcast." I said, "Yeah, me too." It's called Guys. Uh, guys, we fucked. I'm like, "Holy shit, you're Christina and Corinne!" Right? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, this is number ten, edition number ten. So happy anniversary! Thank you. Um. I want to. I want to ask about the whole uh, 
for the Just for Laughs thing. Yeah. How did that How did that come about? By the way, congratulations. Thank you Great. so much. We're so thrilled. Uh, really proud of it. Uh, I mean, Scott and uh, Who's Maggie. Who's that sound? And, oh, it's your cord on the mic. <laughs> uh, so I would say it's been a long time coming. Oh, okay. Uh, because, you know, we've all been going to Just for Laughs uh, for 10 years mm-hmm. and have gotten to know them and... Uh, really admire their festival. Uh, they they really great managers. Uh, have great artistic vision, mm-hmm. and they throw a killer party at the end of the night. Uh, and I have to say, I mean, when we all got there, we thought, okay, if we could put on a festival this good, uh, we we will feel successful. Mm-hmm. And so, in a lot of ways, we modeled the beginning of Moon Tower after Just for Laughs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colleen McGar, our talent programmer. Uh, talent producer mm-hmm. uh, she's been with his work for just for laughs for 25 years so she oh. brought a lot of that to the table oh wow but w- what was the so it used to be what four days like thursday well wednesday it was still wednesday sometimes i think like, like wednesday evening all the way to saturday night and now you extended it to 10 days when i i, I gotta say when i first heard about that i'm like how are you gonna do 10 days <laughs> no one would survive seriously at that at that pace, but like, so what was the thought behind like extending the whole festival to ten days? Well, it gives us an opportunity to bring in a lot of new kinds of talent that we've never had before, uh-huh. and that's something that Just for Laughs uh, helped bring to the table. Uh, so this year we've got uh, a couple of bigger shows at uh, ACL Live and one over at Moody. Uh, oh, holy shit! Wow. Yeah, Dana Carvey Upgrade. and David Spade. Uh, their podcast Fly on the Wall, uh-huh. which is a behind the scenes look of Saturday Night Live. And they interview, uh, they're going to in- interview uh, James Austin Johnson from SNL uh, on that podcast. It's going to be great. And then we've got Sarah Silverman at Moody. Plus, uh, we've all, we're also experimenting uh, with Just for Laughs with more with panels, which we've never done before. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of panels and hopefully, you know, kind of stimulate some more uh, industry interest. Uh, okay. In the long run. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be, hey, we're going to run around town for 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Every, every day after work, you're going to, okay, get downtown, park, and then there's going to be a bunch of satellite shows all over. I will say bring comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some running if you don't want to miss it. And you probably won't because there's a lot of exciting stuff this year. Well, you've been doing it for how long now? Well, I have been a performer for two years and just like a fan for forever. Mm-hmm. Um I actually like got a satellite badge a few years ago before I had even um, started doing comedy. And I remember getting to see Colin Quinn over here at the stateside, which was huge, huge for me because I was such a Colin Quinn fan mm-hmm. growing up. And so, yeah, I think the problem is there's so much exciting stuff to do. It's not uh, how are they going to fill 10 days? It's just like, how am I going to keep up? <laughs> no, I, I mean, if, if, if you're in Austin and you do festivals... Yeah. Like you're you're fine if you're flying at it down to Austin and you don't know, you know, kind of the downtown scene or you're you're like yeah I'm just a casual I'm in town for the weekend blah 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 yeah that's you, you're gonna be ruining your yeah you got to drink water you got to eat Pace like yourself. yes yeah Pace do yourself. all that choose yeah. your adventure wisely <laughs> a, a spare pair of shoes you got to get all that stuff a canteen whatever you need to get but. We're used to festivals down here, just running around. I mean, look, South by is, you know, case number one. You know, ACL, you run from one stage to the other. But this is this is dope. I'm I'm, I'm really excited. Um, who did you think 
Like, holy shit, I can't believe I got them. Oh, well, that happens all the time. You know, uh, but I have to say Sarah Silverman, uh-huh. uh, because we have asked her and invited her every single year. And for whatever the year, reason, this year was the magic uh, year, and she said yes. Holy, have I seen Sarah? Yeah, I've seen her before. Yeah. I've seen her before. Holy, man. We've had her here for like non-festival shows, and it's always great, mm-hmm. um, but just not part of the festival. So that's exciting. Do you get to, and th- th- this is what, I've talked to a lot of people who are like behind the scenes at shows or festival, whether it's Fun Fest or South By or whatever. But I, I, first of all, I feel for you guys. I like to say that first. I really do. I, I don't want, in a way, I'm kind of like, I would love to do it, but I'm too big of a fan to, to like, I'll leave it to, to you guys. And and every time I run into you, Scott, I'm like, yo, you okay? Do you need a walk? No, I appreciate it. <laughs> every, every time. Every time. That's how we all have to be with each other. It's always checking in. What do, do you need? How do you, you get, do you get to enjoy any of it? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. We do. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so much fun. It, it's, it's work for so much of it. And then, you, but you get the moments that are magic and they tend to be late night and, you know, end of the night, end of the week. Uh, but there's so much in those moments that sort of. I mean, back, you were just talking yourself about like special experiences that you had with performers that you're yeah. fans of, and that gets to happen for everybody. Yeah, but I mean, it's like my favorite part, my favorite part of the whole festival is the after party. That's always been the case. Stephen F. Austin upstairs, that was always the spot. Like, this is where, because you don't. I, I, I get it as 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 a, as a comedian. This is like your camp, so you get to hang out with comics that you don't get to see all the time because you're always on the road, right? Mm-hmm. And then this for a few days, you get to see them again. So you want to hang out with them. You want to shoot shit. You want to go eat. You want to go shoot guns. You want to go strip clubs, whatever. And then I get to see that, and sometimes be part of it, and I can't believe I'm there. And it, it's it's always been, and and I think. There's, there's something to say about like the first of all the the caliber of people of comics that you book, but also how personable they are. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I've ever that I've ever seen a, a comic at Moon Tower be like, oh no, I don't want to hang out. I, I don't want to be around fans because these are comedy fans, right? And uh, I, I really, I really appreciate that. And I have, man, I can go on to some story. <laughs> uh, it, it is true, though. It, it's the most fun group of people in the world. Uh, they're never too big to talk to you. Um, every time, it's just you, you kind of meet people, and it, it's amazing the people that you talk to, and it's just always great conversation. And you're welcome all the time with everybody. And I don't know that every other industry is like that. Even oh, no. performance, it's not like that. But comedians are a different breed. Do you really think I can go to a rap concert and just be like, hey, what's up? I'm here with it. No, they ain't hanging out with their fans. I mean, Brett, is this true? I mean, do comedians seek uh, approval? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, Cliff, Absolutely. I don't know what you've heard, but that's devastatingly true. Right. They seek approval. So they are naturally in tune with just hanging out and being with people and hearing what you thought of my show, you know? Well, so much like 
coming up as a comedian and like grinding away at the scene is like doing these pop-up shows in the middle of nowhere or at a coffee shop where people are not expecting a show Mm -hmm. and maybe they're not comedy fans but being able to do like great things like moon tower comedy festival is that you're there with people who paid for tickets and they are comedy fans they love comedy they can nerd out with you and geek out with you it's like the same feeling if you go to comic-con and things like that you're like someone who is into the same niche thing that i'm into is also here and we can just geek and blab about it and that's so fun to have because it's you know why we got into it is because we started off as fans and became obsessed and started to perform yeah and i love that reminds me of like some of these special moments i love when you're you're backstage, you see a conversation or you're, you're in a conversation and something that happens in that makes its way onto the stage. You know, it right. changes a joke. It, it, it sparks some memory. And so you get to see that become a bigger thing. It's so much fun. I've seen it over and over again. What, what, what was, um, you ever been starstruck, Brett? Oh, yes. Like to, to where you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, you doing, Colin? Um, well, <laughs> last year, uh, which was my first year as a performer, I got to host for Maria Bamford. And Oof, nice. her Comedy Central half hour is why I got into comedy. And so I freaked out. And there's photos that I took backstage with like Alex Edelman um, and her. And you can see how big my smile is because I'm so. I'm so happy because I'm such a huge fan and I just, oh gosh, I was so starstruck. And she was the nicest, of course. The nicest. I mean, do you realize Brett's only been performing for two years and she's had such a fast on-ramp? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You started comedy two years ago? Well, I I started stand-up six years ago, but this is my second year as part of the Moon Tower Festival. But I've also, you know, in that time, like been able to do other festivals around the country and stuff. And like, thankfully the support that the Austin scene has given me has been a big, a huge part of that. Congrats. Yeah. Holy they shit. like me for some reason. Yeah. Well, <laughs> keep doing it. That's, that's, that's what it is. Uh, but let me go back. No pun. Um, why the comedy thing for you, Lita? Like, what was it about comedy that you're like, this is the industry I want to be in uh, and work in. Do you ever try it? Actually, no. Why comedy first? And I got some follow-up. Okay. I have to say the Paramount for me came first. Uh-huh. Uh, when I started working for the Paramount uh, and took over the programming position, it became apparent really fast that our building is just built for comedians. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love it. Uh, it's And it became really, I thought, what we did best. Uh so when we started to cat, we were just speaking in general about uh, if would we ever want to have some kind of festival at the Paramount, mm-hmm. and some ideas were tossed around like a jazz fest, things like that. Uh, it's like why would we do that when we are already killing at comedy? Let's just build a comedy festival. And I realized instantly, of course. I mean, I knew all, you know a lot of who the road comedians were, but I needed deep deep knowledge and so i called uh margie at cap city comedy Ah, shout out to margie shout out to margie and uh this when within a week uh i was meeting rich miller uh the owners rich miller who's a brother of dennis miller Mm -hmm. and colleen mcgar Mm -hmm. and 
and Margie and Stacy Fellers was there and we were there at Cap City and we just kind of, uh, it was a get to know you. Hi, how's it going? Uh, can you help us? And they dove right in and uh, they've been with the festival ever since. Well, were you a comedy fan growing up? Oh, of course, yeah. But who was your... So I'll put you on the spot here. But yeah, I'm, I'm not curious. good at being put on the spot, just FYI. Uh, <laughs> my first thought was Don Rickles. You know, I mean, that, he's that, Hey, that's fine. That, that, that nobody... That's fine. Is, it, that, is that it? Was that Don Rickles? Well, you know, here, the only reason... Uh, I think always think of Don Rickles is because I actually got a chance to have dinner with him once and what? it was fabulous. <gasps> yeah. Okay. You can't just say that. Oh, first yeah. of all, you, you cannot say that. that. Oh, it was yes. so great. I mean, Don was playing the Paramount theater and you know, he had an orchestra behind him. He's just so great. And he mm-hmm. just runs back and forth on the stage. Anyway, uh, after the show, um, uh, the agent said, Hey, you know, we're going to go next door to the ring fork. Would you like to come with Don and Regis? Philbin. Mm-hmm. What? And uh, his, Don's <laughs> wife, Bar- Barbara. Regis Philbin, just like it's I nothing. Know. Listen, I don't get to do that stuff. So this stands <laughs> out. This was a big one. And so we uh, went next door, and uh, there was uh, Barbara and, and Don were kind of squabbling about what he was going to have for dinner. She wanted him to have the chicken, and he wanted the steak like Regis, and he was really miffed that steak, Regis was getting this big, thick steak, and he couldn't have it because Barbara was there. It was fun. anyway. Uh, it yeah, was just no, great. I, I bet that must have been a lively Don dinner. Rickles, God. <laughs> oh, and Tony O was at the that dinner too. And Tony O was the road manager for uh, Frank Sinatra yeah. and Don Rickles. Yeah. So, Whoa. So they had some great stories. It was a great night. That, that's 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 the best. What What about you, Brad? What was it for you to get started in the? I mean, oh. Bernard Benford. Oh, I mean. Um, Oh, can you repeat the question? Just because I was so starstruck. <laughs> yeah, ago. I, I, I like how nonchalant she was. Yeah, Don Rickles. I had dinner next door with Don Rickles. Man, I would love to be a fly on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, what, what, what was it about comedy that you're like, this is what I want to do? Oh, I mean, I had always been a comedy nerd. Um, and I was always the person in conversations with my friends, I'd be like, oh, that reminds me of this great bit. I was watching all the, you know, Comedy Central half hours. You know, I watched the Chappelle show, same as everybody else. I watched mm-hmm. David Tell's Insomniac tour. Ah, yes. I was deep in the well. I watched, uh, you know, Don Rickles. I watched the Red Skelton mm-hmm. show. And I would be pulling out these references. And it got to the point where eventually my friends were like, Brett, you either have to start doing comedy or stop talking about it. <laughs> Yes, I can relate. And I was like, I see your hand, and uh, I will, I will do that. <laughs> I will do that. So I, I put my money where my mouth is and started going up on stage. Uh, you and know, you know what my next question is? What is it? Do you remember your first open mic? Yes, I do because um, so I ran tech for the open mic for a year before I even started because I just wanted to listen to everybody. And be like, could I do this? Is this something I could do? So I just ran lights and sound. And so everybody just knew me as the tech girl. And then I signed up and they're like, the tech girl's going on stage? What was this? This was at um, Fallout Theater, which used to be called The New Movement. Uh And it was uh, Block Party was the name of the open mic. And it used to be run by um, Terrence and, uh, and Yusuf back in those days, which is very niche. I don't know if anyone's going to That's fine. Nobody's listening. um, Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> but I just remember going up and I was so nervous and um, I don't even remember what my jokes were, but I remember my first joke that went really well. Uh-huh. Um, 
the first joke that I and I still do it and it still kills. Really? And that's such a I'm not going to ask you to do it, but like you, you so you got on stage did like 3 minutes, 4 minutes? Like yeah, 3 minutes. 3 minutes? And it felt like forever. <laughs> you prepped and everything. You wrote down I prepped, like, I wrote the whole time I was teching, I was like just writing little notes to myself and so I was like, all right, here we go. And then you got off stage and I got off stage and they were like, all right. Well, let's <laughs> see if she sticks around. <laughs> How long did it take you to get back on? Oh, I was back the next week. I think I got, I was just addicted. You know, I just showed up as much as I could. I tried to meet everybody. I tried to do all the open mics. Uh, I just tried to learn as much as I can and like emulate myself after the people in the scene who I admired the most. And right. Yeah. I just worked. You never wanted to try it, Lisa? No. No? I've always been behind the scenes. Scott? No. I love it. I love the craft. You I never, love everything about joke writing. I don't have a brain that can retain jokes. Like you said, like you would, you would pick up uh-huh. uh, specials and like you just, it'd be in there, right? Yeah. I don't have a brain for that. I wish I did. I don't. Uh, but I absolutely love just the, the craft. Ah, man, I would love to see you at an open mic though. It would be bad. I think so? you have to, I think you have to be a bit of a gambler as a comic because you yeah, just have yes. to like th- put yourself out there and be like, I hope this goes well. <laughs> I hope they like it. Yes, and be fine if it doesn't. Be like, it's just money, people. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I do think I could do it uh, not well, but uh, and I would be fine talking in front of an audience and making a of myself and not worrying about it. Uh, that's half but, of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, point, that's it. This, this, just be funny, and then well, jump. that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I love being the person that helps make these things happen for other people, you know, both the, for the, the artists and for the fan. Mm-hmm. I love that I have a, a role in connecting those, those people. So I didn't know you, you guys travel and go to other festivals just to see how bit. they do things. I mean, you mentioned just for laughs, of course, just for laughs. Um, is there another one? It's a big one. It's I, a big one. Yeah. They sent me to, there was one in Vegas one year that uh, they were trying to get going and I got to see another group, try it it's very hard to put together a festival it's almost impossible it's a lot I of work i mean I, there was one the, the netflix one i think that just started recently though the netflix is a joke fest what the wait, you might was be it netflix? comedy central there was one that in the first year they had kevin hart and i think john stewart and bill burr i think it was, was netflix the, the, the live nation tour possibly that was out. it was uh they only did it two years i think it was like the, they had an oddity theme too. Do you remember that? That might have been. I thought you might have been talking. There was, the, there was the oddball festival. I came here yeah. twice. I think at the Clusterfest. Yes, Clusterfest. That's the I one know. I was thinking about. That's right. Yeah. But it's, it's still. I don't know if it's still going. So there's a few ways that these things fail, and one of them is being backed by a, a mega company like that, and when they lose interest, it goes away. How do you lose interest? That, well, it's. Uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot that, that, of money. That's not. Well, well, I get it. I get it. That's, but what I'm saying is, as as big as comedy is today, I think for the past, you know, even during the, during, during the pandemic, like people like yo, this this sucks, and comedians found a way to be funny online and do live and do Zoom shows and all of that. I mean, I think it's definitely gained steam. Um, like I feel like more people are looking into producing comedy festivals, like bigger venues are trying to give comedy a chance that normally would have only been for music, even in this right, city. Exactly. So I think the fact that like comedy has come forward as this sort of like more 
I don't, it's always been legitimate in my eyes, but you know, like more legitimate in the eyes of like a booker or a venue producer allows like it to reach more audiences and streaming too. Streaming has been a huge help because so much of comedy is just this live experience. So, you know, it's just like these little swaths of people getting together and sharing videotapes until recently. <laughs> I mean, there, there are, well, first of all, it, it's, it's really grown uh, in Austin, as as we all know. I mean, I, I go to Mike's and I, and I meet guys all the time and girls like, yeah, hey, I just got here last week. Hey, I just, you know, yeah, moved here. New people and, moving here all and, the time. And, and, and I get it and I get it. And it, it gets to a point where it's become kind of decentralized in a way because everybody's producing their own shows, like from Temple all the way to San Marcos at breweries, at cafes and all over the place, right? And which I think is great. Because it, it it's it's run by either comedians or comedy fans. Like, yo, I'm in this side of town, and fuck traffic. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's why I got into it. <laughs> if you just go to HEB and come home, yeah. But uh, um, so HEB has an open mic. And <laughs> watch, I, I will. I dare some money to do it to do it uh, open mic in the produce section at HEB. <laughs> It doesn't take much. Just grab a mic, put a thing, put it in the I park. I feel like those guys are always trying to sell me on a phone plan, though. <laughs> <laughs> the guys at the HEB with their own little microphones. Uh, I, but it, it, it is everywhere. And it, it feels like, I mean, I've been in Austin for 23 years. And I, so I've seen the, you know, the, the growth. And Austin was always known as this music city. And now it's like comedy is kind of, is, you know, creeping up. And music is unfortunately kind of going down. Well, I mean, after the pandemic, I think there was so much about social distancing and it's a lot easier for a venue to be like, it's easier to protect one comic, I mm -hmm. guess, than it is to like get a whole band in there. Yeah. So in terms of like cost of production and just like logistics of setting it up, comedy could help these venues because it required less people to produce. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it gave comedy an opportunity to get our foot in the door, and slowly we're like, and now we're here to stay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Give me a microphone. Well, I will say, I mean, comedy is deceptively simple, simple uh, from a production standpoint, and so a lot of you know a lot of people think, hey, I can have a festival. I can have my own festival. I mean, Bert Kreischer just announced his uh, fully loaded festival. Uh, why not? Right? Why not? You uh, can. It's Bert fucking Kreischer. That's true. I, it look, actually, it looked pretty good, I must say. Uh, but it takes so much uh, integrated teamwork to mm -hmm. put on a festival. And one of the reasons we were successful doing it right out of the gate is because we are the Paramount Theater. And yeah, we've true. been the home to all of these festivals for decades. South by Austin Film Festival. Uh, so we actually understood the nuts and bolts of putting something on. Uh, so we had that as an advantage. And a lot of people saw that we had done it, and I think maybe we made it look easy uh, <laughs> and thought they could do it. And that, I think that was part of the problem with the uh, the festival that was out in Las Vegas. That was a, uh, a couple. Uh, yeah, and they were great. And they and were great. Wonderful people, really smart, understood mm -hmm. so much of it. But the reason it works for us is what Lisa is saying, is we already had a staff, a built-in staff right. that knows all the parts on putting on shows. And so we can make it happen without essentially paying anybody for it because they're already paid. They're already employees of the theater. 
So we had all this expertise and all the things that you need. And it was, I mean, I don't want to say it's free labor, you know, but it kind of is because it was already right. paid for. And, and so we were able to build it the right way. Uh, you know, not having these mandatory financial goals. It's like, just make a good product mm-hmm. and make sure that artists are taken care of, make sure fans are having a good time. And that's it. That's the goal. We're a nonprofit, you know? So our goals uh, from the beginning were the right goals and that's why it works. And, and again, it's, it's the people. It's just having such a good staff. Do, do you feel it? Ta- do you feel taken care of? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not just saying that because it's no, sitting right no. there. Right? I really like I, I I really have been blessed by the opportunities like the Paramount staff has like given me. Um I think like the last time I was here, uh we were like, I think it's my fourth time working here and mm-hmm. it had been and that's and that's that was huge for me. Um just being able to have so many people just like ready to support you and they're like, Brick let me get you a gin and tonic. And I was like, I am not used to this. I'm used to just like two drink tickets oh. thrown at me at a distance. <laughs> Fast forward two years from now. I, li- I only like uh, blue M&M's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be talking from behind my sunglasses. <laughs> uh, Brett, you had an interesting, the last time you played here, that was interesting, right? Yes. Uh, I got to open for Bob Saget uh, a month oh, before he passed. Oh, rest in peace. Damn. Yeah. Uh, it was it was wonderful. It was such a fun show, number one. And like you could tell he was having so much fun on stage that he didn't want to leave. I remember at the end he was like, I was only going to sing one more song, but I think I'm going to do two because I'm having <laughs> so much fun. Uh, and there were like some drunk people at the crowd and they were like yelling at him. But he was having fun with it because um, he had been in some of those like rooms coming up that were more interactive. Uh-huh. And so he was like yelling right back to them. He's like, Take care of your friend. Like, don't throw up from the balcony. Uh, that, it was great. That that's one I really missed out on. He was at a um, at Skankfest in Houston just a month before, and I I missed this set then, and then I missed him here, and I was like, "Fuck it!" You know, I mean, it's one of those you, know, you, you never know. Um, but I mean, the Paramount's been doing comedy for a very very long time. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, since uh, 1915, we were in old 15. vaudeville house. Old vaudeville house. Holy so, shit! You know, the March, Marx Brothers used to play here. So, <laughs> Name drop. All right. Name <laughs> drop. Yeah, we didn't make this up. <laughs> no, no, but it, it, it made sense, and and I like the uh, like the year round. Hey, we have a show. This is Moon Tower, and then we got this one off or whatever, and then we got the big blowout in, in April. Yeah, the holy, festival and the the brand of the festival has certainly helped book consistently throughout the year bigger names more consistently like it was always there it's just mm-hmm. more now i think i mean oh. you, you should be saying that not me but that is well, it's nice to hear you say it <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cut the clip and then we'll loop it that'll be the outro <laughs> yeah is, is there somebody that you're like oh man we want to we want to have i mean there's always you know it's a, i think it's a lot about getting people back after they've just uh taken off. Uh, Try get Andrew Schultz back. See what happens. <laughs> well, and even uh, John Mulaney. I mean, back in the early days of Moon Tower Comedy Festival, you could have seen John Mulaney at the Parish. Right. And now he's at the HEB Center in Cedar Park. Yep. You know, two yep. shows. So, it's like, bye. I, I love seeing the, the fonts get bigger on names. 
I remember Dan Soder. I remember <laughs> seeing all those guys, and now they're like, yeah, big font, Dan Soder at the Paramount. I'm like, wow, good for you, Dan. This it is, is really fun looking back at old lineups and seeing who's way oh, yes. down there. And then, like, some of it happens so fast. Like, Trevor Wallace. Right. Last year was doing uh, the Sunset pa- Room, right? Sun- yeah, yeah that's what I saw. That's and what I saw. was so popular. And this year, it's like you have to be at the Paramount. And, yeah, he's doing a whole and how about theater twice? tour around the whole country. He's like, yeah. he's huge. a ticket machine. I didn't, I didn't know about him until last year. So I saw him last year. Like, usually every year I know about, I'll say 60% of the lineup. And I always get the. See, th- th- this is. <laughs> okay. Not have a bone to pick, but. The, the 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 battle is always it's kind of like South by it's like you um, get the headliner shows and you wait in line for a couple hours like two or three hours between Louis and the line and seeing the show or you get do the satellite thing and you get to hop around and see as you can see like fifty comics in two days right um, I tend to go with satellite now more I, I did the warrior. One year, but I was like, man, I'm sitting here. I'm seeing one dude. I could be out there seeing 15. That's always been the, that's always been the struggle. Well, it's a choice. Like, it's, I, I know, you, but it's a I tough know. choice. It's a I'm tough saying. choice. I mean, definitely, like, if there's someone you're desperate to see or someone who maybe doesn't, like, come through town very often, definitely snag that, like, Paramount uh, ticket just to see them. Right. But I will say, like... Like we were just saying about the people coming up through the ranks, definitely do the star pass too because you don't know who these people are going to be, and you're like, and then you can be that guy at the party who's just like, well, I saw this guy in a little hole in the wall. Yeah, and let me right. Tell you, I knew then he was going to be big stuff. Because that guy <laughs> with that voice too. <laughs> awesome. With that voice. The great thing about the uh, our. our uh, roster of shows uh-huh. is just so deep. Uh, and Brett and I were talking about this earlier. With a satellite badge, you can pick your poison. Right. You can choose a track that's very custom for you. If you just like New York comedians and that you just want to see every New York comedian, uh, you can ping pong around the festival and see all your favorites. Uh, and same with, you have LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. We can, you can do that too. Or if you just like to keep it mixed up, uh, and just see your favorite TV stars who are also comedians. I mean, it's, yeah, New York's finest is still my favorite lineup every year, and uh, I gotta say, and I like the well, the ping pong thing is always dope. Uh, I actually I entered last year. You did too, didn't you? Sorry, back. There's no ping pong this year. I'm sorry. Are you serious? <laughs> don't 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 do that. We'll do it again sometime. Yes, we will. We just ha- we had to leave room for panels, so oh, but we'll, man. we'll come back. I promise. Okay, mental note. <laughs> Bring back Kelsey. Kelsey's here, right? Kelsey's here. Kelsey's here. Yeah. I think she's doing a full, a long set, which would be great to have her do a full like headlining show at one of the clubs. All right, I need um, a refund. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you just in for the ping pong? <laughs> that too. I'm kidding. No, I got, right. to, I got to play was, last year. I got my ass. All right, I'm going to keep a little white ball on me, and then if I see you anywhere, <laughs> that's back that's here. That's for you. Are you happy now? No, no, it, it is fun. So tell me, tell me about the, the the panels. Like, are they what? What's the kind of topics that they're going to talk oh, fun. about? Yeah, well, we have three different uh, fun special events uh, that are all going to be located at the state. Uh, we have a cast panel of the TV show Barry. Such a great show. Nice, so great, right? Stephen Root will be here. Uh, uh, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. <gasps> Is Bill coming? Uh, no, Barry won't be here. Uh, but uh, 
It's good because then we can talk about it. That's exactly Sweet. right. Who loves Bill? Who doesn't love Bill Hader? First oh, I know of all. he's so good. Uh, and then we have a uh, Black Lady Sketch Show with Robin Thede. Uh That will be a panel. Uh-huh. And then on uh, Saturday we have a screening of the new Showtime TV show. I love you in that, or I love that for you. I, I with know. Molly, uh, Molly Shannon, and who else is in that? Uh, oh, don't ask me that. I have to check out. it out. From SNL, yeah. The redhead girl. Ugh, the redhead girl from SNL. Faux Paul. <laughs> the redhead girl from SNL. I, I don't know. Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer. Thank that, Vanessa Bayer. That, that, thank you for having your laptop in front of you, Scott. Sorry. This is a professional operation. <laughs> I mean, I mean let's, get, let's, let's give it all of us some slack because, I mean, they've been pouring over names and schedules. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Endlessly. Oh, yeah. So, also, this show isn't out yet. I mean, that's. It's the joke of why we can't remember all the people, but also, I mean, this is a sneak peek opportunity to yeah. see something that's going to hit yes. Uh, yes. shortly thereafter. So this is the pre-premiere. Do you, do you have, is there a comic that um, like started at Moon Tower and that now is like freaking huge? Hmm. I think if we had uh, the I mean, past list, we could certainly find dozens of those. There's so many. Uh, the one that we tend to reference a lot uh, it seemed inevitable, but uh, it was Michael Che played at the hideout, this really? itty bitty room. And oh, so what had happened was he had opened a big show. I think he was open for Jezelnik at Paramount um, like the night before. And obviously was the talk of that show. He was amazing. But he had a, his own headlining set at the hideout mm-hmm. the next day. And because of the buzz from the first show line out the door for this little hideout thing. And then it was the talk of the festival. Wow. I mean, mean, he was sort of inevitable, but uh, we got him early. (laughs) And so that was great. And there's a million stories like that. Oh, how about uh, Amy uh, Amy Amy Schumer, Schumer, Midnight Show, first year, Moon Tower? Really? Uh, I did not, I didn't see her that year. I love Amy, but I didn't. Same night, even. Wow. She went on after Jezelnik on a midnight show. And then obviously, like, this is, I mean, Colleen is the master. She knows all of this. She always knows what's what's happening and who's going to break next. Mm-hmm. And she knew, I mean, again, it seems obvious now, but she knew Schumer was about to be the biggest thing. And it, within six months, she was a megastar. I think that practically that night she became that star because, uh, I, anyway, she, all of a sudden it, we had booked her, and then as we were nearing the festival, mm-hmm. uh, her management got real intense with us, uh, yeah. and Ooh. she needed this limo, and that was like, okay, things have changed. What happened? <laughs> uh, big deal now. What you- and she was she walked through. I remember she walked through the hotel, and she walked like a big deal. She did. Ooh, hell yeah, she was right. She was right. So I, I want to do a little like uh, if this is your first moon tower. <laughs> Good luck. Well, welcome, first of all. It, 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 here's here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. Like we said earlier, pace, first of all, pace yourself. Um, you never know who's going to show up at satellite shows. I know. I've seen I've seen that <laughs> last I saw it many times, but I remember the year David Tell. Was it last year? Was David Tell was here? Yeah. yeah. And he just popped in the New York's finest, you know, to do like, you know, 15 minutes. And it was at the Paramount, like, right after and I'm like holy shit I got to see David well I did go to the Paramount too but you know I think the 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 satellite shows is is where it's at um the the little booklet thing with the schedule by day helps carry a pen carry a pen now I'm I'm giving you like veterans like oh, tip yeah. shit carry a pen uh water 
you know, Advil. Because <laughs> you're going to be laughing so much, you know. Give yourself a little bit of headache or maybe maybe just one of those uh, pills for a hangover because it's just it's you're having too much fun. Scratch out the names off on the paper on the on the schedule. Like, OK, I saw this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. OK, if I go to this lineup, how many I've already seen, how many I'm, um, how many new comics I'm going to see? And I would say pick about. I mean, now do you have 10 days worth of it? Holy shit. I mean, it's because it's, I like I got uh Mark Marin, Dion Cole. I was so excited. I'm so excited. I can't make it, but you got to go see Dion Cole. <laughs> you got to see Dion Cole. Uh, I'm trying to think who else did I? Donnell. Yeah, Donnell. Donnell, Donnell we've wanted for 10 years. Holy now. shit, so Donnell. So finally happen. I've seen him come through town because I remember I was like, I used to work at Whole Foods and I, and I remember I was like checking him out one day. I was like, Donnell <laughs> Yes. I didn't know you bought this kind of bread. <laughs> like just so totally starstruck. Yeah, and he, he was at Cap City every year. And, and he did, uh, you know, when Chappelle had his uh, residency at Stubbs, uh, he did he did that too. But I'm really excited about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, just pick your poison. Like there's, there's something for everybody at this point. Yeah, yeah. and I think the beauty of it is whatever you do choose, I think you're going to be provided with a unique experience because like you said, you don't know, like drop-ins happen, like something funny someone says off stage happens, like, and they just bring it on stage. That's the beauty of like a live experience, a live show. So whatever you choose, you've made the right choice because you're already there. And so many of our showcases, Mm -hmm. uh, we have, you know, as you know, back we have a, a whole array of signature showcases like Shebang in New York's Finest, like you right. mentioned. Uh, we've got a couple of new ones like Unzipped, uh, uh, The Hit List. Each of those shows, uh, if they're multi-comic lineups, mm-hmm. uh, create a singular unique experience for that night. Right. Uh, because they all feed on each other's energy. Oh, yeah. One uh, after the other. I'll say this too. There, there's always, what's the one where all local comics Home base. Home base. Home base. Home base. That's right. So check out a home base because a lot of these comics live here. If you live in Austin, go check them out because you'll see them then. And then next, you know, they'll blow up or be on tour and be like, oh, yeah, I'm from Austin. They're in Austin. Because like I said, there's so much comedy going around. You'll probably see them again. They'll probably open for your favorite comic at some point. So you never know. And like uh, another showcase produced by a local comic, uh, Glow Show with Joey Z. Oh, so fun. It's such a fun show because um, he puts up these like psychedelic decorations and he's taken the show on the road. So he's taken trips to L.A. and he's had these like big people on and they are always so blown away. They're like, wow, this is trippy in here. But it's such a vibe. Definitely worth seeing. Yeah, that's one of the few shows I actually got to see last year and it was amazing. Such a good one. How about uh, Hello Lover? Oh, yes. What, I'll be producing a show for the first time this year. Look at the you! Festival. I know. And we're moving I'll on up. up. Oh, great. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I will be producing a show called Hello Lover. Uh, uh-huh. It's a comedy dating game. Uh, and it's in the style of the old dating game show where uh, we're going to have audience members come on stage and pair them up with three comics. Mm-hmm. And they just get to, you know... Shoot, shoot the shit, basically. And ask them questions, and the comics can play themselves or characters. But there is an actual date follow up. 
Oh, I will be giving out some Red Lobster gift cards. Oh shit, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, with uh, you know, with Red Lobster. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Red Lobster. Red Lobster. <laughs> Cheddar Bay Biscuits? Come on. Yes. Come for the Cheddar Bay Biscuits, but stay for, for the, the witty banter, the witty, the witty back and forth. So I, I want to go over like some of the podcasts. As always, the the Bonfire Returns. That That's always... always I mean, they're going to be here every year at this point, I would assume. Like, there's no... Big J and Dan will be here every year. Yeah, you can lock that in at Anton's. Yes. Um, what are the good, good ones you got? That you can think of. Well, we have the list right here. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, I've got some stuff. Some, up here. Ooh, peeping. Here, back. we'll get back to the podcast, but I want to say one other show uh-huh. for the comedy nerds that I assume are listening to this. My favorite show at the festival is uh, called Tag It. It's a Sklar Brothers show. It's brilliant. So they sit off stage while comedians work, or the, they do bits that are sort of half-baked at this point, right? Not polished bits. Mm-hmm. And the Sklars, who are like joke machines, right? And they're sitting on the side stage writing notes as fast as they possibly can. So the the comic gets, I don't know, four or five minutes. It's not much. And as soon as they're done, the Sklars come on and tag all the jokes that that just happened and kind of help push that joke forward. Oh, and if that's you're good. into the craft of joke writing at all and, and just – just seeing what can happen. I love that show. So yeah, I recommend that all punch ups. That's it's, great. It's really fun. And they're the best at it. Um, they're quick. So These motherfuckers are quick. Like, <laughs> like just watch them on the side of the stage. They're just like tapping on their phones as fast as you can possibly imagine. So not a podcast, but just one of these shows that you're only going to get at the festival. That's so much. fun. Did you have one that you, uh, well, I'm excited because, uh, Everyone else is excited about bananas with Kurt Braunwaller. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Love him. I actually don't know much about that podcast, but he's so great. He's great. Uh, he's so fun. I love him as a host too. Like he had this show on IFC like a couple years ago that was a game show. And there was like one competition where they had like all the comics were like holding puppies and I don't know if they had to like make the puppies sad or something. Maybe I'm, this is a fever dream I had. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it was so fun and weird. And yeah, I'm very excited for Kurt to be here. Yeah, another one that we tried to do in the fall, but because of a plane issue where uh, the flight didn't make it, uh, Sean Donnelly has a podcast called Celebrate. Mm-hmm. He's uh, do you know Sean Donnelly? He's just one of yeah. my favorite guys. He, he's the nicest person, like kind of is a New York guy. He's always in, my, uh, on every lineup, you know, at the stand or, or wherever at uh, the cellar. Uh, I'm, I'm excited so happy for Cat Cohen and Friends, too. Um, I mean, I, have, I haven't seen the show because I haven't been in New York in a while, but is it kind of like a review as well? Because she does a lot of that sort of like review musical comedy as well. Great question. Great question. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Okay, let's Look text Colleen. Uh, <laughs> but it's at the Parker Jazz, so it does make sense that that would. Uh... Well, I I hope she sings a couple songs. I think I think the audience would love it. I'd love it. Are you gonna have the after party? Oh my God! Yes. I mean, the second uh, the second week of the fest, the twentieth through the twenty third, uh-huh. uh, the goddamn comedy jam will be playing every single night uh, of that week and if you haven't attended holy the shit jam, those guys josh adam myers is a, is a f- monster and that bagging band 
LMNOP. Yes. They're fantastic. And the whole idea of the, of the jam is that it's based on the, the fact that all comedians want to be rock stars and all rock stars want to be comedians. Uh, so, uh, the Sklar brothers will get up, they'll tell, uh, five minutes of jokes right. and then they'll go right into some great anthem, uh, backed up by this band. And it is, so much fun and the room just rocks and Pe- all this happens at Antones. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they know all these lyrics to these work to these songs too. I was impressed with some of those performances. Yeah, some people really blew me away. I was just like, these people can really sing. Yeah, like uh, uh, Brad Williams got up and did some. Uh, I forgot what song he did. He did a uh, Pearl Jam song. Yes, year, yeah. yes. And Sal Volcano did a. Uh, Poison, I think, <laughs> something like that. Like, but I, I love it. I love it. So shout out to Josh Adam Myers. Uh, Jim, Jeremiah Watkins will be. Yeah, he'll yep, be he's back. Oh, sweet. He's also doing love his stand up on the spot, which is another show that it's really worth going to. It's it's sort of an improv issue. Yeah. Suggestions from the crowd, and then guys just riff. And last year's was so good. Uh, Jeremiah ended up putting the whole show on YouTube, <laughs> and it was great. Jeremiah is one of those guys who's like an excellent like think on his feet guy too yeah he's yeah. quick he's freaking Absolutely. quick he's also someone you look at and you want to laugh he oh. just is one of those people so you can <laughs> oh. tell he's a comedian yeah yeah, yeah. i i, I, w- I want to see him one day with his hair he's always had that the hair always perfect kind of every, every time i've seen him and i want to see him like what do you how do you wake up in the morning what does that look like because he's always always well groomed with his but great guy Great freaking guy, man! I, I'm excited. I, I I really am. I got I got my tickets. I got my badge. Um, trying to think what else I wanted to talk about because I think we've got, we've covered a whole lot. I have one question for you. Okay. Uh, so you've come to the festival as a fan for all of these years. Uh huh. Can you, because we're in it, in the middle of it. Sometimes we can't see uh, as clearly as someone who's uh, been attending the festival. How do you think the festival has changed in 10 years? Does it feel different? Because we remember we go back to the early days of Stephen F. Austin party. That yep. was its own thing. That and was the best. So I really love that too. And now we're at Antone's, but in your own words. Um, I think, let me put it this way. The format itself to me had didn't really change from year to year. And it was, it was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. I, I, I thought the first year, I was like, oh, I have to have whatever the top badge is so I can see everything, right? And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'll go see every everybody. The caliber of comedians who've come through has been consistently dope. Like, there's no question there. Like, I got, there's not a single year I can say, hey, you know what? I don't care this much. Because so, that would happen to me with ACL. Like, I'm like, I don't care about whoever the headliner is, right? But for, for, for Moon Tower, it's always been, like, my Christmas. Like, holy shit, I can't believe. But... As a fan, it's always been about uh, being around comedians, and I've I've always been lucky to end up in these situations where I'm at Twenty Four Diner with Kurt Metzger and Ari Shafir, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" What did you say it was like? One hundred and seventy comics. I think we're yeah. we're a little over one fifty. Okay. Uh, the number of shows is about one hundred and seventy. Okay, it's over a 150 comics are going to be in these streets. Yes. Okay. And don't, I'll say this, don't be afraid to walk up to them and don't, take a selfie, so nice. say hi. They're, they're so, they're so nice about it. And like we said earlier, they love it. They love it. So don't, don't be afraid to do that. 
Uh, I really enjoyed the the after parties at uh, 800 Congress. Oh, at 800 Congress. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Right. With DJ Mel, because you see comics dance, it's always fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen some people break it down, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you can do that too." Yeah, at the end of the night, it's all comics and staff, and pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So th- th- those, to me, those years were the best. I I, I love the the proximity. Um, the caliber show is always dope. The lineup is always dope. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I took I take days off. Well, that's great. A lot of people do. We actually have a couple getting married at the festival this year. What? Really? Yes. The well, how so? Is someone, uh, who's officiating? Yeah. Uh, well, they're technically getting uh, hitched uh, like off-site. an hour earlier ah. off-site, but they're gonna, their whole uh, reception is going to be at the Paramount. At the, uh, not the, the jam. Paramount, the jam. Excuse me. <laughs> their, their wedding reception. Yeah, that's at right. the jam. Well, I think one of the things that we've always done, I mean, right from the beginning, is that we've somehow uh, managed to capture lightning in a bottle and have kind of a fun vibe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's just a great sense of camaraderie during the festival. And so if even if you're, to me, if even if you're somebody who gets a badge and you travel to the festival alone, mm-hmm. you won't stay alone for long. I feel like uh, oh, yeah. it's a great place to meet friends and hang out. I have I, I know people. I only see them at Moon Tower every year. It's like, oh, there you go again. This is our uh, anniversary. <laughs> you, do you, you you become like festival friends. Like, One that's year from now, we'll meet in this spot. <laughs> it, seriously, there's some people that I only see. I, they live here. They live in Austin, but I never see him outside of the festival. Yeah. Come out from whatever rock you're hiding under, and we'd love to have you. COVID is over, folks. You can, uh, you can come, come back out. out now again. The world misses you. Yes. By the way, there's no, there's not going to be any, like, um, got to get oh, vaccine masks? vaccine and all that stuff. Is, no. is that going to be? No. Thankfully, we're out of that business for now. Oh, good. Hopefully forever. Yeah. Good, 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 good. I mean, I'm vaccinated and boosted and all of that. I got it, but you know. (laughs) I think it's going to be a really fun festival. I think people are going to feel great being out. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's been exponentially like more crowded, I would say, over the years. Which is fine. It's it's gonna happen. I mean, it the word the word gets out. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is our little Austin festival. I mean, little. Sorry, back then. Uh, oh, this, you wanted it to be your secret. Yeah, I was like, this is my Christmas. I don't want to share this with anybody else. And then this tourist show up. Hey, I heard you got comedy. I'm like, look, it's it's okay. This is how it works. Enjoy yourself. Jokes are better when you share them. That, that's true. No, I'm, I'm not against it. I am, Brett, I'm not against it. I'm, okay, I'm, good. Write that, don't write that down, Scott. <laughs> don't go for me. I know. I'm using that. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad it is where where it's at. Um, what I'm, I'm curious, so what is the... I know it hasn't started yet. Maybe this is too far in the future. Um, it, what's the n- next... Thing, I would say. Is it more venues? Is oh. it uh, more comics? Is it longer? You no, I don't have you think thought it needs to be longer. I don't. Uh, I don't think it needs to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, definitely bigger venues. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to do something, uh, you know, that involves television. You know, thinking along those lines, mm-hmm. how to grow it in a different way, but not necessarily... A f- I, we don't want to... Uh, lose the the magic that we have in the festival right yeah by adding too much onto it i mean speaking as a performer especially someone who started in the scene locally 
Um, Moon Tower has brought a lot of eyes to performers that don't have the advantage of being in New York or LA where industry already exists. Mm -hmm. So having those people come here and like get to meet the talent that is that we produce here is so special. And so I hope, you know, especially after this year, I think there's going to be more opportunities like that where there will be like more Vanessa Gonzalez's where it's just like now she's on tour with Chelsea Handler and doing all this amazing stuff. Like, I want to see my friends succeed in that same way. And so having that opportunity, at least from a performer perspective, is so great. Yeah, Rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. That is true. That's, and then we get bigger and bigger names and bigger venues. And, and next thing you know, you're blow. I mean, I can't wait. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I had her at, at on my podcast at Stateside. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm really excited. Can we, can we do a follow-up, you think? Maybe a month later, once you're decompressed. like decompressed, <laughs> kind of the best of the fest. Yeah, it could. We can we can figure out. We can talk about yeah. it off air. That's fine. Um, let's see. Let's go around and give one comic you think someone who's listening to this hopefully uh, needs to check out. Just one. Let's go around. Oh, you're gonna point at me first. Well, you're right next to um, me. Uh, man, there's so many that I'm really just excited one. to see. Just one, Scott. Just one. I'm going to take one that I know that they're going to want to take. No, I'm no, going to change. I'm no, going to change no. and leave it. The one I'm excited about uh, that hasn't been here yet is is Rosebud Baker. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, she's established and is a, is a great storyteller, joke teller. Um, but I'm I'm excited for her. All right. Were you going to say Brian Simpson? I was. You could say I'm Brett, too. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right I'm there. Really I'll be, what the hell? No, uh, well, he's seen me before. Um, but Brian Simpson has an excellent um, half hour that he just put out. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, he's an amazing comic, amazing joke writer. I I laughed from beginning to end during his special. That's great. And listen, I just have to go with uh, my old faithful, uh, Mateo Lane. I mean, oh, just yes. what a showman. Just you won't leave uh, in a bad mood. That, that mustache. What an entertainer. Yeah. I mean, come on. He can do everything. It's he can not do fair. everything. Yeah, great singer too. Yeah. I would say for me, I like Cypher Sounds. Oh, I'm cool. really excited about Cypher Sounds. Uh, I've I've seen him before. Uh, he did. He had his birthday. Uh, celebrity's birthday in Austin a year, a couple of years ago, a year ago. Uh, and I know he's been uh, working hard and hosting with uh, Will Sylvance. Uh, so I'm, um, yeah, I like I like his stuff. But if it does his DJ stuff, uh, I'm in. I, I love it. I love it. So Cypher sounds for me. That sounds like cheating because you already knew him. But That's, we'll let you have it. I'm telling people who to go check out. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, so follow, uh, Moon Tower Comedy. Moon Tower Comedy Festival.com. Yes. The social media is Moon Tower Comedy. Moon Tower Comedy. Brett. Oh, you can follow me at BVV Comedy and you can find my schedule on the Moon Tower website. It's going to be dope, folks. So get ready. It's coming and all the best. Happy Moon Tower to all of you. Thank you so much, Scott, Brett, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. Just Instagram. Forget the other shit. Just Instagram is fine. I don't do TikTok. I don't, I, none of that stuff. So 
Follow the feedback. Follow Moon Tower. Happy Moon Tower. All the best. Have fun. Be nice. Meet some people. Laugh it up. And enjoy yourself. And take care of each other. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.